wrestling fans your boys josh and lucky back for another edition of sharpshooters and stunners what's going on man hey yo i live the dream got a a lot of a lot of injuries going around this in the wrestling world yep i was looking at the list of uh aew talents that are out with injury right now it's like I mean, there was like, I think there was like 15 or 20 on that list. Yep. It's, that with roster cuts is getting fucking just scarce. It's, uh, it's thin. Um, interested to see, like, because right now, I feel like WWE's only got like 12 to 15 on their on their active roster on the main roster that are seen on TV every week mm-hmm. they they're going to have to keep up and they keep up this pace for the rest of the year unless they make some big signings over the next couple couple months throughout the rest of the year it's going to be it's going to be rough mm-hmm. it's going to be very rough i'm interested to see what route they take uh, news news came out. I guess Jeff Hardy finally put himself into rehab, so that's good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Ray Ripley got. Uh, did you see the move that knocked Ray Ripley out last week? Yeah, I did. Uh, she <laughs> need her. Own, she need her own face. Did she really? Yeah. She got hit with like a, a rolling DDT, and then I guess her one leg hit the rope, and like like her heel stopped, and then her head kept going, and she just her face hit her hit her knee, and that, knocked some and that uh, knocked some teeth a, loose. That resulted in a brain injury. Knocked some teeth loose, and uh, I think she had to get some, like some major dental work done. I don't know if it's necessarily a, a, a brain injury, but I know she was getting some major dental work because of it. And she, I mean, she could have had a minor concussion from it too. She, it, it, she smacked, she hit her knee pretty hard. She, like her I face, it. It, like it was dead on contact with a lot of force. I believe it. Maybe a concussion. All the dirt sheets are saying it was a brain injury. I think they said they they don't want a concussion. They want They I think WWE's been doing a lot of that lately. Like we all know, Cody Rhodes isn't going to be out for nine months, right? Like it's a it's yeah. a torn pack. It's something that's usually a four to six month rehab period. Yep. Um, so chances of him being out for nine months very very little. Um, I feel like especially now with as thin of the roster as they are, I think they're trying to give the fans something to eventually lord to. So, so they can have that. Oh shit moment. So let's tell them nine months, even though this is going to take, you know, five months. And when he shows up, it's a surprise because he came back four months earlier than he was supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. I could. Yeah. I could get behind that. So I, um, Announcement was made last night on uh, Forbidden Door that Ring of Honor is going to have their first pay-per-view under the AEW regime. Um, 
completely promoted by AEW uh, in July. Still don't gonna have a TV deal, but let's put out pay per views. What I feel like this is gonna be like WWE trying to do WCW, and then they're like, "Fuck it, we can't do both." I don't know, man. They they're gonna have to do something. That roster's too stacked right now, especially with Claudio showing up last night. They got to do something. They got to split into a different brand or what have you. They got to do. They got to do something. Same thing. I saw the highlights of Claudio coming out. If anybody doesn't know the Claudio Cesaro, I I, I kind of marked a little bit. I was happy for him. Yep, happy. He's he'll be uh he'll be I just on t- I just, a, he'll be on Dynamite for the next three weeks and then be on Dark after that. Exactly. I was going to say, I was like, man, I really hope they don't give him like a Sanoa Joe fucking Sean Spears. Yeah, they so, are, though. Everybody's like, oh, my God, ha- they're... What? Like, I know they're getting a lot of money from TNT, uh, Warner, but, man, like, you, you're paying some of these guys. I mean, it's not as much as they were pay- getting paid in the WWE, but, like, I would... I would it, Think that Cesaro is probably getting somewhere in the three hundred to four hundred thousand dollar range, probably. For I mean, let's face it, he's not going to be on Dynamite every week. Nope. More than likely, unless he is one of the ones that will be. He might be one of the ones that will be weak. But I'm saying you have you have these other talents like Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's getting a pretty big, hefty price tag, and he's not wrestling at all. Well, when was the last time he was on a on Dynamite or Rampage? The night he premiered. <laughs> no, the last time I last time I saw I remember seeing him in a match. Maybe he had a run in or something like that after, but the last time he had a match on TV was uh the Dynamite where Johnny Elite showed up. AEW, the place where WWE guys go to make their name, but then again, they fucking don't. The dark fucking the shadow realm, let's put it like that. So I made a. I don't know if you saw any of the comments I was posting on uh, the one group we're a part of, but somebody made a com- made a post about talents leaving WWE because of the. I think I think it might have been a post about Athena. She was talking about how WWE and Vince McMahon demands perfection. And it it was a post about, hey, they're going to Dynamite. They're being utilized less, but they're happy. And I said, well, that's all. That's fine. It's it it really is fine if you're if you're happy where you're at. But there to say that there's a problem with your boss or any company demanding perfection out of you is not realistic. Like there's, there's no issue with that either. I've been a part of companies that have done that. I mean, I've been, I've worked warehouse my entire life. Right. So when you get hired on, you got 90 days to get up to their performance standard, right? Before Mm -hmm. they decide, Hey, we're probably, we're going to cut you and we're not going to hire you on. Yeah. There's, there's no difference, but that performance standard grows over time. Like after those 90 days, you might hit the minimum performance standard, but at the end of the day, when every year when you're supposed to get your yearly raise, they look at your performance. And if you're not 
if you're doing the bare minimum, you're going to get a bare minimum raise, right? So my thought process was always, I'm going to outdo everybody in the warehouse and I'm not doing it for, I'm doing, I'm partly I'm doing it for that raise, but I also have pride to be the go-to guy. Yeah. And you know, that a lot of that has been lost. And if you're in that mind frame that you want to keep your status quo on a personal level level, then that's fine. Go to a company that will allow you to maintain your status quo, but don't bitch about the company who's telling you, you can do better and we want better. And that company that you're going to, that is happy with you just doing your status quo, though companies like that will never be too far ahead of mediocrity. Agreed. So I'm not bashing AEW. I like AEW. I enjoy watching it every Wednesday. I don't enjoy Rampage, so I just stop watching it. But Dynamite, I enjoy watching Dynamite. The problem that AEW has is they are not doing anything that goes, man, I've got to tune in to these pay-per-views every every time they're they're on. They're just not. Maybe I lean more towards casual, the casual side of things than most diehards, but I'm not going to go and blindly give my money out to or any wrestling company. I agree. Did you see they had a discount code for Forbidden Door? Yeah. Did you see the, the tickets at a day of were like $3 because they didn't sell out? Now, I'm saying that's a knock. I'm saying that AEW, AEW promoted this whole pay-per-view like shit over the yep. last two months there they weren't doing promo packages for any of the new japan guys look i don't mean you don't watch new japan religiously you know we know we know of tanahashi we know of okada we've seen what we've seen a youtube clips of will osprey but i'm not going out there and subscribing to the new japan pro wrestling and watching their shit every week i'm just not again I'm a, I'm a story guy, and I can't if I can't understand half the stories, I'm not going to invest my time. But at the same time, you didn't give me video packages to want to care about Okada, to want to care about Tanahashi. No, you did not. And somebody, like, I don't mind it. I just don't. I'm not a fan of the product. Let's be like, I'm not a fan of the product, and I'm not going to. I do watch AEW, but I only, the, reason I, only, the reason I watch AEW is just to see what they're what the what route they're taking and wrestlers are doing in their industry. I'm interested to see what the buy rates were for this pay-per-view cuz I feel like there wasn't as much buzz on on Facebook and stuff about this and other AEW pay-per-views. I agree. Anyway, like like I said, I'm not knocking AEW. I enjoy watching AEW. It's just for everybody who's you know wet in their pants, thinking that AEW is this great monster, they're going to have to make changes. Like as of right now, do I think they're going to get a new contract from uh, Warner Media for Dynamite and Rampage? Yeah, I do. I do not think it's going to be substantially more than what they got on the first. I think it's going to be they, less. I think they got eighty-five million. Eighty-five million for. Uh, five years. I 
think it's going to be way less or not. No, I don't think it's going to be less. I don't think it's going to go. I do think it's going to be a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to be like, I don't think it's going to double. I think it's going to be yeah. like a hundred million. Maybe. I don't think it's going to be that much. I think it might be, I think it might be on par or a little bit more. Like maybe I just don't think Tony Khan's really proven. Like the views are there. Yeah. But the product, I don't think he's really proven himself. I think he needs somebody else for creative. I really oh, do. For sure. I think he needs, he, I think he has, I think he has good ideas. Like we, uh, we've talked about it on this podcast a lot. Uh, I, I loved the Wardlow build. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was probably the best thing they've done since the inception of AEW. Um, I, they got, they, they, they brought in, they got guys back in there like CM Punk that everybody thought he was done. You know, you spend that much time away from wrestling, you know, a, a year, year or two, maybe he would have came back. But when you spend seven years away, you st- people start thinking there's no way he's coming back to wrestle. Yeah. You know, they did. They did a lot of things right. But the stuff that they're kind of there, there's some things that they're, they're just lazy about. Agreed. Absolutely agree. And. Uh, I just like some of the stuff like. Like they brought back time limits, and which I love time limits. I'm a fan of time limits. It's just a little. I'm always big on the little things, and when you don't adhere to those time limits, it's point I have a time. When was the last time they had a time limit, though? Yeah, it's true. That is very like true. we're always hearing. We're always hearing the uh, the the main event of Dynamite. The last fucking eight weeks, we're gonna stick with this as long as as long as uh, as long as the match goes, as long as it takes. You wouldn't need that if there were if there were actual time limits. Like I think the I think the TNT and TBS titles have actual like time limits for the their those defenses. But I wanna I I, I, I like the fact that they don't do a whole lot in in terms of like the screw job finishes like WWE yeah. does. You know, they go they rely very heavily on screw job finishes. Um yeah. But, yeah, when's the last time they? When, I mean, yeah, I, I I do. WWE does rely on that to keep to keep both looking strong. We'll give them that. WWE does a lot of fifty fifty booking. They do, and it does drive me nuts when you can add different wrinkles to it. But like I said, to each their own. But I, what I find very intriguing is all these people that are diehard defending. Of a like when I bring up their uh, weekly viewership, and they'll be like, "Well, they get." Uh, uh, 1.5 million views on YouTube or 2 million views on YouTube. Okay, well, if we're going, if we're going with that, if we're going by that logic, the SmackDown the week that uh Roman defended the WWE title got two point, I think two point five view- million viewers, mm-hmm. close to it. If we're going by that logic, WWE every week gets between four and six million hits on YouTube. Yep, and but but it's still not a good a good enough argument. I don't know, man. I get I get so irritated with the tribalism. Like I just want both. I want both shows to be better, and I critique them the exact same way. Like I'll critique Raw. Like do do we really want to see uh, Carmella in that match? The the vast majority is no. I don't have an issue with it too too much because it's. It's something slightly different than what we've seen already this year, but I don't think I don't think they wanted to put 
Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss in a position to lose yet when I think they're kind of trying to still trying to build up them, especially Alexa Bliss. So do I have, do is it something I'm stoked to see, but do I have a problem with it overall? Not really. I mean, no, I'm not, uh, fuck, dude, I'm not really, Raw's become like lackluster to me. Like, I, I think the only reason I'm going to tune in tonight is because John Cena's there. Probably. I mean, I'm going to tune in because it's to go home for money in the bank. Well, that too. I'll tune in for that too. I like, I'm excited they still for have, They still have what? Like three three open positions for the guys yeah. for the money in the bank? I'm excited to see this money in the bank because it's something we haven't had in fucking since the beginning of the money in the bank. I can't really call it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm excited because I'm excited to see what, what spots they do, who they put in the spots. Like, it's going to be a great match. Uh, it's it's going to be different is what I'm excited for. It's not going to be your typical, these six superstars who we've known about over the fucking past 10 years are going to be in it. Somebody asked uh, why they put uh, Omos in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and I said, he's not winning. So let me tell you why, I th- in my opinion, why they put him in the match. You know how every year they always have that, that one ladder spot where somebody goes through the ladder, right? I mean, this guy's like yeah. seven foot four. He yep. he only needs to climb like two rungs to touch the briefcase, right? I'm thinking they're gonna give us that holy shit moment with him throwing somebody through the ladder. Yep, agreed. Um, I'm gonna say this. I think I think the Usos are underrated singles competitors because that that. Jay Uso, uh, Angelo Dawkins match was pretty damn good on Raw. I think it was a great match. I don't think I, th- I it made me look at uh, Angelo Dawkins because I've been saying this for probably about a year and a half. I think Montez Ford is going to be a huge star into by himself at some point. Mm-hmm. But man, Angelo Dawkins can too. Yeah, you can go for it, big man. Yeah. Um, he reminds um, me of a cooler Strowman. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how they're going to get Theory out of the U.S. title match at Money in the Bank without without uh, hurting Bobby. Because obviously they're going to they're gonna go Theory and Cena at SummerSlam. Cena runs in. Disqualifies fucking uh, theory. Theory keeps the title, and then uh, Bobby Lashley and Cena fucking fight a little bit, and then fucking at SummerSlam, Theory is like, "I want to fucking face you because you ruined my fucking match." Book it. Except more cooler, like not not all fucking friends out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that I think that's gonna be a good match. Uh, I want I to. See, I, I hope the fuck. I hope the fuck they put that little that spray on shit that they put on Matt Hardy on Cena's bald spot. Because that like when he was there, uh, when he fe- wrestled Roman last year, like that's literally yeah. all I can look at. It's just that that flapping bald spot. He's got that that flesh colored yarmulke he's got in the back of his head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. The Miz. Uh. 
I like the Miz Champa dynamic. Actually, I know a lot of people online aren't fans of it. They think it's kind of beneath Champa, but Champa's getting the rub regardless. And it's like I get it. You don't want to see Champa get take these losses like that, but it was a good match. Putting Champa in there with a guy like AJ Styles just elevates him, and I don't. I don't think the loss actually hurts Champa. No, I don't think it does either. But I, I hope make... we get. I hope we get more of a match between these guys next. Yeah, so do I. So do I. And for the thirteenth straight week in a row, we we ended off uh, Raw with a women's main event. Dude, I'm I'm happy for this. Like. I don't know why they're doing it. Maybe because they don't have any like main stars. I don't know, but this is this is like the sixth sixth week out of that thirteen week streak that Oscar and <laughs> Becky Lynch have made of it. Raw. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Ah, uh, Dynamite's big takeaways. Um, the promo from Christian Cage. I know, I know he stumbled through a couple of the parts in the promo, but I thought it was an excellent promo. Yeah, I think I think he went places that people didn't think he would go, uh, like commenting about his uh, Jungle Boy's father, and then getting up into his mom's and mom and sister's face. Yeah, um, I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but I enjoyed the promo. I'm interested to see where that where this rivalry goes. Um, yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought that was a pretty good, pretty solid pro- promo. Especially, I, th- I think Jungle Boy is going to be gone off TV for another three three four weeks. I think because I think he's got been dealing with a minor injury as well, along with the other fifty people on the AEW roster. Absolutely agree. Uh, the Penta Oscura Malachi Black match just phenomenal. I think if you really let Black like go, he, he it's I think it's a banger of a match every time. Oh yeah, I I think I think where he gets kind of, I think where his problem is he can't cut a live promo. He does those um, pre-recorded promos very well. The, those heavily produced promos, but I think doing it in front of a live audience, I don't think he's as strong on the mic. Yeah, I don't think he is either. Um, the fans pop pretty hard. I, I I was talking to a couple people that were at that Dynamite. AEW, the one thing they have to do with their live events is figure out a way to get the... Um, crowd noise to come across the TV better because Okada showed up during after the hangman page match and it just it felt like everybody just fell flat like nobody knew who he was talked to a couple people and they said it was it was pretty loud when he came through the curtain so they got to figure out something because it kind of it takes out the fan watching out out of the out of the whole thing because um because there's no the, the sounds not there the reactions not there. Agreed. Uh, WWE has the fan has the crowd mic'd up to the point where it almost sounds like they're piping in noise sometimes, which I they don't, are. I don't doubt that they are are not doing that. 
but I think there are some legitimate times where they have it mic'd up so, to the point where the fans legitimately pop and it sounds like they're piping in noise. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get shit for this. I was not impressed with Tanahashi in that tag team match. I mean, it could have been better. Could have been a lot better. I wasn't a fan of it either. I feel I felt like he was like one step slower than everybody. Yep. And he just didn't didn't look like he had chemistry in that in that setting with any of the people in the room. No, I absolutely agree. And then that that it went off the air real awkwardly. Like mm-hmm. they did a they did like a solid eight minute brawl and Moxley and Tanahashi were just staring at each other in the ring for eight straight minutes. Yep. Very like, I don't know. I don't know what dr- dramatic thing they were trying to do, but it fucking failed. Yes. Uh SmackDown. Big takeaways from that. Ricochet Ricochet is going to keep getting uh the brunt of uh Gunther for the foreseeable future, looks like. Dude, Gunther is ripped. He is. They both him and uh uh Ludwig both got uh, pretty jacked over the last year. Yeah, I think I saw an article or a thing that who I forgot. I think it was in our group that we were part of one of them, and he was like, Keith Lee was told to lose weight, and he basically said no. Gunther was told to lose weight. Yeah, he did, and now he's. I, in a I don't think he was told to lose weight. I think he was having some health issues and decided to do it himself. But um. Yeah, the, you know what that that comment I made at the beginning of the show about mediocrity and stuff. I think that was the comment I made it on. Yeah. So, I I, I get it. Like a lot of fans, the they gave him, they gave him the Vader Yoko treatment from like ninety eight, right? Yep. Yeah. Where they WWE told Vader and Yoko that they need to go down to Duke University and lose some weight. Yep. Um. And neither of them did that. Like they, I think Vader did it once, and then he lost the weight for about two months, and they gained it all back. But um, I get really pissed off when I hear people say that WWE doesn't care about their talent. When listen, I have no doubt that a big reason why WWE asked Keith Lee to go lose weight was for aesthetic reasons. Um, but at the same time, you can't say that there's not a little bit of the, a little bit of the reason was for his own health. Yeah, agreed. Um, because look, I mean, look, he uh, he hasn't been the same. I know he, I know he had COVID, but how long do we stop using him having COVID as an excuse? Um, for I, and look, I I know it affects and affected people different, but how long do we keep using that as an excuse why he's not? He doesn't look at like Keith Lee when he got in that first showed up in NXT. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, you can't always use something as a crutch just because you don't feel yourself. Yeah. And then he shows up at AEW and he actually looked bigger. Yep. He did. He looks slower. Yeah. Looks bigger and slower. And I'm not saying that like, I'm saying that as a, as a guy who I, 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 I I'm one of those guys who doesn't want to see these guys you know, die off at 45. 
Mm, yep, same. You know, it, I want to see them if they if they want to do do this for another ten years. You know, Keith Lee's at a point. You know, he's a big dude. He's a big bone dude, right? I mean, he's like six six, and he's like almost four hundred pounds. It, no matter what, the Big Show had the same mentality for most of his career. Him, him and Jr. went back and forth for years because Jr. wanted him to lose. Until finally, after it was, you know, after his prime had passed, that's when he decided to get back in shape. You know, I yeah. don't want to see these guys do it, do it too late when they could have had a pretty solid career ahead of yep. them. Yep, I agree. Um, I enjoyed the way on SmackDown that uh, they got out of um, Drew and Sheamus being both both being in the Money in the Bank, taking them out and putting them in a tag team. I I like these guys' dynamic as a tag team. It kind it was very reminiscent of uh, like Cesaro and Sheamus when they first start teaming up with each other. Yep. Um, bar the bar. If you have a decent story behind uh, Nakamura and Sami Zayn, you could put these guys in a ring every week and I'll be happy. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because, remember the first Nakamura match in the fucking United States was against Zayn, and that wasn't even fucking scripted. That was all done on the fly. It was fucking gorgeous. I really Um, hope they give Zayn the fucking briefcase. I think it's time. Man. I don't know how that would look, because they're going to do it to where he blows it. I hope he doesn't blow it. Uh, the uh, Viking Raiders make their return to SmackDown. They came out of nowhere, didn't they? Beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. They get back to doing that. Because yeah, I remember, be... like, before before they fucking... I remember Omos came out. And he decimated them. And I was like, what the fuck is this crap? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy to see. I like uh badass Viking Raiders. Yeah, me too. Um, have you been following the Twitter stuff between Natalia and Ronda Rousey? Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Holy shit. I think the re- I think Ronda's recent uh post on Twitter was like, "Listen, I know you can't give you can't look like you're shocked because of all the botox in your face." Yep. And then she posted something about Natalia's OF thing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, women's money <laughs> was uh, Matt. Uh, I who you put Tamina in a match? Who's who's gonna think Tamina's anymore? I don't know. Let's go ahead and fucking retire. Unless uh, she wants a job the rest of her career. And she's probably she's probably got she probably be working there the rest of her life. Um, she's a, she's effectively been in the WWE longer than her father ever was. Yep, she was in there when the diva like when the diva championship first came in, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat McAfee's promo on Baron Corbin was pretty good. Um, <laughs> this whole Max Dupree thing, like I. I really think that the reason why we're seeing this is because they don't know who to put with him. Yeah. Um, I like the I like the chemistry between uh, Max Dupree and Adam Pierce, though. I like the uh, 
old uh old LA Knight there is really selling this this uh character doing the uncomfortable close talking. Yes, he is. It's, like I I love it when you when you get yeah. into that character like that. Right? Um I'm wondering if we'll actually see I I, I made a post and said that uh who knew that vacant was a model too? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Uh, and then that tag team match was spectacular in the night. Um, all overall, I thought pretty good week on the wrestling front. Uh, Rampage. Yeah, I'm looking at this. I'm not going to touch. Yep, I don't even have it pulled up. <laughs> and uh, do you want to run down the results for from Forbidden Door? We can, yeah. Let's go for it, man. I mean... Alright. I'm going to skip over the buy-in. First match was Jericho, uh, Sammy Guevara, and Minora Suzuki against Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Yumino. Um, Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki went over in this match. There's There's no doubt. There, Jericho ain't putting over uh, Eddie Kingston again. He did. He did it once. He did the favors. He's not doing it again. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I uh, I think Eddie Kingston needs to just go go bye bye. I don't like him. I don't think work out. He's good on the mic. Uh, the next match was uh, Rapungi Vice, uh, the United Empire. And FTR for the, it was a winner take all match, Ring of Honor and the IWGP tag team titles. FTR won it. I would like to say I'm I'm not surprised FTR won. Uh because I think they are doing a lot of work in Japan. I think they're I think AEW is trying to build up FTR to be like the Dudleys to an extent. Like that that being the most decorated tag team in wrestling. I think that's what they're trying to trying to put out there for him. I uh, I think that FTR is the best tag team in the world. Oh, hands down. And I would actually probably make an argument that they're starting to move up the list of all-time greats. Yep. Agreed. They're, they're one of the best things going in uh, AEW right now. Um, and then you had the uh, four-man uh, for the... AEW All Atlantic Championship. Um, Malachi Black, Pack, Miro, and Clark Connors. And Pack came out with it, man. Good. I'm glad he, he deserves it. Yeah. yeah. That, I gotta say, the man, that, I'll tell you, the one thing AEW really has that's like, that I think they have uh, the edge on W, their, their titles, their championships are gorgeous. They are. But that's because all the WWE guys came to Bobby Tony and was like, "Hey, man, we need like old school WCW shit." Because uh, WWE was trying to be modern and fucking, and it, it didn't. It, it fucking they look ugly. The next match was the Bullet Club against the Dudes with Attitudes. Uh, it was the Young Bucks and El Fantasmo. 
against Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Takagi. I guess this went from an eight-man to a trios match because uh, Takahashi couldn't get over here to the United States. I read last night. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, the winners were the dudes with attitude. You know, Sting's making his first appearance in a few in a match in a few months in a match. Sting's going over. Uh, Sting next is, match, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no way he's he's not he's not putting any. He's not. He's definitely not putting the young bucks over. Nope. <laughs> that won't for me, brother. <laughs> uh, the next match was Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm for AEW Women's Title. Uh this is probably the match I was least I, I was least interested in. But I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't understand why you didn't have any women. The, any of the uh, female Japanese wrestlers on the card to be to be put in this spot. No, I agree. Uh, Thunder Rosa came out on top with that. Uh, the match after that was uh, Orange Cassidy versus Will Osprey for the IWGS title. Um. I know a lot of people aren't fans of Orange Cassidy. I actually like the shtick that he's got, and I think he is a pretty pretty decent performer when pushed to it. I, I he's grown on me like that because when he first came out, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy? What the fuck is he doing?" Yeah, I, I, he's grown. He's if you put all the, all of his way. if you put all of his gimmicks aside and that he does in a match. He, the dude can go. I just yeah, don't know if that's a, if that if that character is ever going to be a main event character. Um, I don't think he'll be main event, but I think he'll be a mid card title. Maybe. Um, Will Osprey went over on this one. Uh, I'm looking at the notes on this. This looks like this is a spot fest. Hmm. I mean, it was a Will Osprey match. So. Yeah, I was reading it too. Uh, the next match was Zach Sabar Jr. against Surprise Claudio Castanoli. I, I don't know how to. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it because I wasn't watching the Indies 15 years ago. Um, formerly known as Cesaro, uh, people were going around. Did you think it was it was going to be Cesaro, or did you think they were going to go like Johnny Johnny Gargano or something? No, it was going to be. I'm pretty. Yeah, it was Cesaro. I saw something, and I was pretty keen. I don't think Johnny Gargano is going to go anywhere, dude. I don't think he's going to go anywhere for the near future. I think he's going to stay think, home and take yeah. care of the wife and be dad. I know he's doing indie spots and he's doing a lot of like. I, uh, I think he's comfortable with what he's doing, man. Um. Somebody said something the other day in a group that they were like, "You think Chiampa is is worse without Gargano there?" And I was like, "No, Chiampa was, was a good fucking single star before he got to the WWE." But anyway, um, I yeah, I was definitely thinking of Cesaro. I, I Gargano never crossed my mind. Yeah, I don't know if he would have been if he would have got the kind of reaction that Cesaro got. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he would have either. I am kind of surprised that they gave uh, they let, they had Cesaro go over. Yeah, oh my. 
Uh, and then the uh, next match was the for the IWGP World Title. Uh, Jay White, Hangman Page, Okada, and Adam Cole. This match uh, had a real confusing finish. Apparently, uh, apparently, I think Adam Cole got knocked out, and I think it ended a little earlier than it was supposed to. Uh, Jay White pinned Adam Cole. And Adam Cole was loopy and woozy and did not kick out when he was supposed to or was late on the kick out and shoulders got counted down. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, this this would have been the other match that I would, I would have been interested to see because I've never really seen a whole lot of Jay White. I've seen a couple of his matches online. Um, he's been one of those guys I'm pretty impressed with. Yeah. Uh, and then- I uh, I actually went and uh, did myself a favor, and everybody I didn't know on the card last night, I went and watched a match online. And I was like, meh, meh. okay. They, they've got moves. I just don't like the fucking portrayal of them. Mm-hmm. And then the main event was to crown the interim AEW world champion, John Moxley against Tanahashi and I I don't think anybody was surprised that Moxley was going to go over and become champion and I don't think anybody was surprised that Moxley was going to get color. Yeah. He gets he gets color on every pay-per-view. What was that? Did you see the picture afterwards that they posted? Yeah. Oh, Cesaro Regal and the other guy and, and sitting there with the belt and the fucking face still bloody. Yep. Uh, then I believe that the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society came out afterwards and started a little brawl between everybody. Hi. So I think it's safe to say that we're probably going to see Jericho going for challenging for the world title against John yeah. Moxley next. So, spoiler alert, people. <laughs> it's a rerun. So that was your week in wrestling, everybody. Pretty decent, pretty decent week. Not a lot of news. Um, no. I felt like the go home shows for Forbidden Door were pretty weak. Uh, for go home shows, I thought they were. I thought I thought especially thought Dynamite overall was good, but for a go home show on your main issue, I thought it was kind of kind of meh. Yeah. Um. Smackdown, Raw and Smackdown were good. I thoroughly enjoyed watching both. Yeah. Great time to be a wrestling fan, man. I know, man. It's it's a pretty good time to be a wrestling fan. I'm excited to see what WWE... It's, it reminds me of... Remember that little like wave we had before the Attitude Era took over and we had Doink the Clown and all that? Yeah. This reminds me of that. Like, it's how stagnant and, like, a little bit. I'm excited to see what 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 exciting thing they have. Excited to see what excited to see what they have coming up mm-hmm. for the future. All right, man. Well, for your boys Josh and Lucky, this was Sharpshooting and Stunts. See you. Adios.